Nathan. It's the FQ Mad Dads podcast. Hello, Damien. How are you doing? I'm very good. And you? Very well indeed, thank you. This week is proving to be positive for a lot of us with, it seems, lockdown restrictions easing in life. I wouldn't quite say getting back to normal, but it's getting in that right direction, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's definitely uh, a lot more interaction with people. Absolutely, it is. And actually, talking about interaction, I thought we'd talk about toddlers and tantrums this week. We've all been there if we're parents, and if you're not a parent yet, you will get there. Damien, what's your experience been when it comes to toddlers and tantrums? Well, I think it's a really great subject because I think a lot of parents struggle with toddlers, especially in supermarkets, shopping centres where children will notoriously throw a tantrum in order to get what they want. And I believe in the past, I don't know if they've got a little bit better with it now, but supermarkets notoriously always had the sweets and all the various little enticing little things that children want uh, and parents would turn around saying, no, you can't. The children lose their rags, throw themselves on the floor uh, in order to get what they want. The parents are super stressed out by it and often give in to the child. When you give in to the child, they'll do it again and again. So, my method was a very, very simple method. Um, and I still employ it to this day as my children have got older. Basically, if I say no and you, and you complain more than twice, you don't get it at all. And I stick with that, and you have to stick with it in the beginning. They'll complain, they'll cry in the beginning, but after two or three tantrums, you're gonna save yourself years years and years of that kind of tantrum and i can promise you that my three children would never and have never really thrown a tantrum for a sweet a trinket a little magazine or anything like that because i was very strict about it i didn't tolerate bad behavior i still don't tolerate bad behavior but the only way that i've stuck with it was to be resolute for the first two or three times i didn't have to pick them up and spank their bottom or anything I just told them I, I stayed calm, my voice was calm, I went down to their level on my knees to say, listen, you're not having it because of this, you can complain and cry as much as you want, the more you do that, the less like you're ever of getting that item. Yes, this is something I can completely relate to with three kids. Uh, I will say here that toddler tantrums can stress the calmest of parents. I mean, I remember my first child obviously being the first child that had no experience of, of being a parent and I remember her she was probably about two if that maybe 18 months old I had to carry yeah. her under my arm out of yeah. Asda after she'd thrown yeah. everything out of her arms onto the floor yeah. and literally her face was beetroot everyone was looking at me yeah. and I think I was in a crowd where no one else had kids they were all younger than me and they were looking at yeah. me and I remember this really young guy came up to me and gave her her teddy that she thrown to me and sort of look, <laughs> looking really re, really at me sort of, sort of pitying yeah. me you know and as I sort of really embarrassed walked out of the, of the shop with her you know I felt so uh -huh. embarrassed by it. Crazy. Oh yeah I, I've, been, I, I've been there and as I said the first two or three occasions I went down to their level I tried to talk calmly but then the second time when it didn't do anything obviously I became a little bit more threatening in my approach to say listen you're not going to get it. And then I've also tried laughing at them. I've also tried, you know, look, you think you're annoying me. You think you're getting to me because it's a psychological game. It's a great psychological game. They know exactly what they're doing. So when they've got upset and they're like crying, I'm like, oh, you look very funny. Everyone's looking at you. They can all see you're throwing a tantrum. You're not going to get your own way. No, no, no. 
but I've stuck with it. But had I, I promise you, had I given in once, twice or ever, I would still to this day be paying the price. And that's what a lot of parents don't realize. I understand you're giving in. I've wanted to give in, but I knew if I gave in, my parents never gave in with me. So I knew it was a strategy that worked. They were very strict to my parents. So therefore I was like, I'm going to employ the same thing. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. And, and, and talking about tantrums, I employed the same thing in terms of um, when uh, our child was a baby in the cot. So when you want to pick up the baby, the baby's crying, you put them down to sleep at night. And when they cried, we'd go and pick them up. When you put them back down and they cried again, we'd leave them for an extra five minutes. They'd cry, we'd pick them up. You then leave them for 10 minutes. Obviously, we'd check that they weren't hungry, they weren't thirsty, they weren't wet. And we would do the elongated... It's interesting. I mean, we should say here that tantrums... We should say here that tantrums, really, I mean, if, if no one knows what they are, and I think most people do, um, I mean, they are defined as short periods, aren't they? Of angry outbursts or unreasonable behaviour, like crying, screaming or shouting. And they are, I mean, it's, it's, it's important that we say this, they are common and a standard part of a child's development. And I find, I don't know about you, but with your kids, but tantrums I found with mine started probably around when my kids were about 18 months old. And, and they normally yeah. sort of started petering out around the age of three. Um, yeah. Did you find, because we've both got uh, boys and girls, haven't we? Did you, find yeah. that, did you find any of them were worse than the other? Um, I don't want to boast, but I told you, I, I really nipped it in the bud quite early. So I think I expe- the, the experience was the same with all of them, that they knew after two or three attempts, maybe even four or five attempts, that it wasn't, uh, wasn't going to go their way. It was painful for, for me the first three or four times. But three or four times over two or three weeks, you know, in certain situations, and has saved me a lifetime. So I'm going to say both my experiences were the same, maybe a little bit more rugged with my boy, um, because, you know, he was prepared to just go the extra mile. But I found the girls were a little bit more screechy and loud and <laughs> screamy. Uh, um, so I think that would probably be the only difference. Um, and he, you know, they got different with different personalities. Um, you know, you've got some who are absolutely belligerent and would carry it on from the, you know, from the supermarket all the way back home for an hour or so. They would be really upset and exhausted themselves. But as I say, it, it was the best thing. I think the other thing you've got to remember is, is that we really reduced the amount of sugar that, um, that, uh, that we gave to all of our children for the first seven or eight years. Now, some people might find that cruel, but my son only now, he's, he's eight years old, he's only really tasted his first taste of Coke about a year ago. Um, and it wasn't Coke, it was, um, it, was a, it was an orange juice, so it was a fizzy orange juice, but he hasn't had Coke or lemonade. Um, and he, he nev- we never gave it to him. And we've noticed the difference. He never had boiled sweets. He would have sweet things and some chocolate every now and again. He's not really into them. But um, for the first eight years, we never, we never uh, sort of gave him a lot of chocolate or sweets or, or fizzy apple juice and dilutes etc but uh, look, most of it was the water and and I think that's made a big difference I, you know I think it is um, making a difference my my first child she and still doesn't even at 14 she doesn't really like fizzy drinks because she would always ask for water and that's a, a direct result of us saying you know no don't have that don't have the other just stick with water um, we were a bit I'll be honest with you a little bit more slack on the other two 
Um, mm-hmm. But what I did find was really interesting. Uh, after my first, I started trying to analyze and understand why they were having tantrums. You know, I used to think, are they tired? Are they hungry? Are they even jealous? Because I know my yeah. first one was jealous of another child that has more attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I found that when, it, when I understood where it was coming from, it, it was easier to calm them down a bit. And I found that, I mean, clearly children have short attention spans. Um, and I found that offering something else in place of what they can't have, you know, used yeah. to work or starting a new activity by replacing the frustration, the frustration they seem to have. Uh, yeah. or, or a forbidden thing that they, you know, no, you know, as you say, if they ask twice, that's it. So yeah. I try to change the environment often. So what I do, yeah. I would take them outside uh, yeah. as far as inside or the other way around, you know. Um, and another way I found was really good was distracting them by looking out of the window to say, oh, look yeah. at that, there's a nice cat. Or suddenly yeah. surprised and interested to get your child's attention. As soon as they were sort of looking, yeah. I'd be going, oh, you've seen it as well, have you? I found that was a really good method. And I found the other yeah. thing was, and it's really easy to say, but I didn't give in. I think if you give in, that's it. If you say yes yeah. to end the tantrum, like you say, your toddler, yeah. this is exactly what you say, your toddler will think that's the way to get what they want. Um, yeah. And I also, even though I've mentioned about distracting them, don't bribe them with sweets or treats. No, 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 not at all. Listen, I think, I think, I think we've all done that thing where they've given you something that they want, and you put it in the trolley and say, "You can have it when you get home." And as soon as you get to the uh, the till, you've taken it out and left it behind, and they've totally forgotten about it. I'm not saying I'm above a few trickeries, okay? I've, I've done that before. Um, but you're, you're right. I, but I've also done the same as you. I've sat them down and I've explained to them. I said, look, there's not a lot of things that I won't let you have. If you ask me for something that is reasonable, that I think you should have, that you deserve, that you do something towards or you've worked towards you, or you've behaved really well, I say it's likely that you can have it. And I didn't, you know, there are things that they asked for that I gave them, but there are some things they asked for that are unreasonable that they couldn't have. So I'd say, Listen, if you look after me, I'm going to look after you. If you behave, you do as you're told sometimes. I didn't want the perfect child. I love a child that is, you know, got some chutzpah and, and got their own personality. So I didn't mind. Sometimes you want them to be a little bit naughty. I don't want you to think that I've got these perfect children. I haven't. My eldest child is absolutely addicted to Coca-Cola and, and drinks a tremendous amount of it. But as a child, we, we never gave it to her. So maybe that is that little bit of denial has had an impact on her. The others haven't asked for it so much. So... Um, I think it's important that you do have that conversation and say, look, if you do want that, you know, often it was a magazine with a toy on it or if it was a, or if it was a sweet, listen, I'm not, I don't want to ruin your teeth and that's what will happen with your teeth, but you can have that type of sweet or you can only have one of them. And then, you're, as you say, you're negotiating. So you can't have the packet, but you can have one. I'll buy you an individual, something like that. So there was always, as you say, there is always a bit of a barter and a bit of a negotiation. But one thing we'd t- turn around, I will not tolerate any tantrums or crying or throwing your body on the floor. And if you do, it's an absolute no. And, and you know, thankfully, as I say, if they did it a few times, all I had to do was not give them what they wanted. And when they did behave and I gave it to them, it triggered. So... With the parents out there, honestly, for for a few bad occasions, it might bode very well for you. Absolutely, and some great advice from from me is that I found if you do get stressed, I found that after my first child, it got easier. I, I, I basically think that if you do get stressed, your child will also pick up on it. So the best thing yeah. to do is keep calm and in control, and you'll chill yeah. out too, basically. And also, you'll set a good example. But at the end of the day, all I've got to tell you is ignore what I did and got embarrassed in the supermarket. Just forget worrying about what others think when you're in public places, because most people actually will know what you're going through anyway. 
I think that's uh, that, I think that's great advice. I think you're right. First of all, you're always going to get a few stares from often from people who don't have children who don't know what it's like. Then you're going to get stares from pe- uh, parents who have had children and say, "Look, I, I feel so sorry for them. I know exactly what they're going through." You're going to get stares from from parents and, and and people who go, "Why don't you just give them the sweet and be done?" That's what I would do. But at the end of the day, by the time you look around, by the time you're in the car. Nobody will even remember you. And so, therefore, the main thing is about how you set a precedent for yourself and for your child and making your life easier for them. Um, Long term, even in terms of their what their expectations are in life, that do they cry and, and, and have a tantrum about everything in life that doesn't go their way. And I believe that those things have an impact from the very beginning. That's bang on. And I do think that ending on a positive note is worthwhile. What I would say here is that whenever your child does something good, always reward them with praise and attention because that goes a long way from their parents, doesn't it? It does. It does, absolutely. I think there's a lot there's a lot of children out there who who, who really feel that their parents didn't give them enough praise. He gave them a lot of criticism and it's had a serious impact on them. But, you know, uh, as I say, a few kind words go a long way and uh, well done, a pat on the back, a little cuddle. You know, that's fantastic. No matter how good or bad they've done in terms of performance, goes a long way. Well, that's it for this week's FQ Magdads podcast. Damien, it's been a pleasure having a chinwag with you. And uh, next week, we look forward to speaking about more childhood issues, good and bad. Excellent, Tim. You have a good weekend. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.